We are recording. We're back. We're doing things again, Griff. Person. We took a week off. <laughs> well, technically, we haven't been, quote, in the studio for like a month. That's true, but this Because we recorded two at a time. This is the second season. Season two. Season two. Season two. Boy, there's a doozy of a topic to start. <laughs> man, you're just straight down to business today. You're not even going to stretch. You're just going to go for a jog, man. No, you know. I'm, I'm too out of shape. Um, my New Year's resolution is to eat more. Um, no, that's not true. I um, drink more coffee. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. not true. It <laughs> would be impossible. Yeah. Uh, my caffeine intake could kill a horse. Yeah, we're we're kicking off. We're actually going to kick off season two. If we could be more British, it would be series two, and then oh. like we'd only have to do six of these a year. <laughs> why did we do this? Why did we start this? We should make this a, a British podcast. I don't think I can do an accent though. Oh, I know I can't. Yeah, You're both. I'm not good at accents, anyways. <laughs> so yeah, that, I was just imagining myself doing it, and I'm like, Jesus that, Christ! That moment of silence yeah. <laughs> for those tell listening you, tells you was Griff and I locking eyes, both of us saying we should try to do a a, a, a British accent, and then the eyes getting bigger realizing and realizing <laughs> we can't even do a bad British accent. Let alone a good, like, let alone a British accent. Bad an enunciation, period. So, let's <laughs> not. So, the the topic, the reason we decided to sit down early is really because I, I wanted to talk with, with you, Griffin, because um, I think lots of different reasons. But the conversation today is going to circulate on um, Parlor uh, more as a centralized topic uh, because we, we as, a, as a tech person... I, I am concerned. Um, politically, I don't think we very drastically politically, but I think enough that I think we could probably um, respect each other and have a conversation and a dialogue. Well, from a tech perspective, this is this is crazy. This, this is horrid. Yeah, this is some this crazy is, news. Yeah, um, from a political spectrum, it's an entirely different discussion. But and yeah. and and we're probably not so different in terms of all of that. Um, and then. From a marketing and business plan perspective, this is uh, this is very interesting. So, for those of you that are maybe not aware of what's happening, it's Parler, um, which is a uh, how do how do they build themselves the free speech platform, um, which is always a dangerous and wide open term, <laughs> but social media platform parlor which we've not really talked on here because uh, well we did one one podcast when they were introduced yeah well i mean i actually because i've been doing research they were launched in 2018 oh so they've been around for a little while they've been around for a little while it's just more so people have been flocking to it based on their um i'm going to use their their wikipedia entry here but it's their uh unbiased alternative to mainstream social networks such as twitter and facebook yeah, uh, so <laughs> I, I'm not going to touch that with a 45 foot uh, foot pole. But they've been around for a little while, though. So that that does surprise me. I don't realize that they were two years old. So here they are. They've existed for two years, um, and then of course the political overall political climate is let's be real, very unsettled. Mm. And in all of that, there's been a massive migration to parlor mid 2020 there was uh, about may or so there was a huge migration yep yep so we see we see them start to actually really experience some growth and then 
Um, I know right before we hit record, you had mentioned just in the past like 40 days. Yeah, the biggest influx of users was between uh, December and January of between 20 and 2021. And yeah, it's <laughs> December 2020, they had 2.3 million active users, which is pretty good for, for a, you know, something that's been around for... Well, I don't have 2.3 active... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> two point, I don't have 2.3 active users. But uh, man, come January 2021, they had 50... Million, so that's a large jump within 30 days, <laughs> and who knows? Probably yeah, 30 days. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's huge, man. That rivals some some TikTok surges. So an amazing level of growth, obviously, because there is some political frustrations and some concerns that um, the current mainstream social media platforms um, are. I'm just going to say, in their words, they feel that they're being censored or mm -hmm. restricted. Um, Regardless of whether that's true or not, it is their right to be able to go to a social media platform and do whatever they, they I mean, not whatever they want. But then in the case, in the in the response to Capitol Hill riots, which, of course, uh, a, a like, terrible thing. Like what? <laughs> and that's not the intent of this podcast is to yeah. get into politics or, you know, we have enough mess with cybersecurity to be able to get into there. But, mm -hmm. but the response, of course, was that, all the mainstream social media outlets and many of the big tech providers, those those shut down current president, incumbent president Trump's accounts. He yeah. can't be on Twitter. He can't be on Facebook. Um, but again, terms of service, what he said, it shouldn't have gone without consequence, regardless of whether or not you're the president. But the person who really took it in the shorts is, um, is Parler because – Amazon, they're sort of back end. They have a web services division where they, they do shared infrastructure. And um, I think we've, we may have talked or we may have done just a newsletter. Like Amazon, when they were having problems, a third of the world's resources shut down because oh, yeah. that tells you. That tells you how many companies um, AWS supports. Yeah, their whole like Eastern U.S. got shut down. Yeah. And, and Which, that's huge really huge and you know we were affected other people were i mean it was it was massive and there's really only a couple big companies that are doing this mm -hmm. at scale at the scale that that aws is it's aws azure. by amazon microsoft azure google has their cloud platform and to a smaller degree um there's companies there's smaller companies like rackspace that exist but really aws azure and google cloud platform um are the big players here uh, Parler was hosting their equipment or their their service. It was running on AWS infrastructure, mm -hmm. and um, in light of what was going on with um, the the riots and inciting uh, violence and terrorism, um, Amazon shut down their service completely, nixed the product, and then. Um, this is also within probably 24 hours of Google Play pulling the app from their the Google Play Store. Uh, Apple had provided 24 hours to respond to moderation uh, improvements and um, or have a game plan in place. Yeah. Yep. To begin implementing moderation uh, uh, improvements and and you know during all that time all of this happened and now we sit here today. This is about a week later, right? Mm -hmm. Um. Parler's still offline, and Parler can't get anybody because effectively all of the other tech companies refuse to let them host. 
Yeah, they transferred their domain, uh, but that's pretty much the, it. That they haven't been able to get back up anywhere. So, so the question that we are asking today—I know that's a really long intro—but the question that we're asking today is, you know, is this is was AWS in the right from a a legal standpoint? They they have actually every right. They obviously have terms of service. Technically, I believe AWS provides a notice if they're going to shut somebody down. They didn't in this case. We, we can argue till we're blue in the face about the content that they're hosting. You know, it's a social media platform. Who's responsible for that? Mm-hmm. Should they be required to moderate? Um, I've kind of talked a lot as just part of an intro. So I'm going to start with, what's your take, Griff? Well, if you take Parler like technically out of the equation and you insert any other company, this is, I think, you know, a breach of some of the antitrust stuff where, you know, you're, I guess, helping some sort of monopoly, basically. There's only a few companies that you can, you can really trust this much and have that big of a, a say. And, uh, you know, here you are, one of them leaves you and, and influences the rest, basically. Um, so that's a little scary. Um, and we assume, we're assuming their bills were paid. Yeah. Uh, yeah I mean, who knows? Yeah. But, yeah. They, they've actively gone out and sued you know, like Apple and whatnot for, for some of these already. Um, but yeah, I mean, in, in terms of parlor situation, I mean, I, I guess I admit if, if they had written up guidelines for like Apple, for instance, and Apple read their guidelines, approved their app, realized that, oh, you guys are breaching your own guidelines and then take them down. I think that's okay. But Amazon doesn't have that. So where's the line? And in, in in, I don't believe there's a, to me, I think um, there's no court order that told them. So the question that we have here is because we get into a gray area with service providers, right? If we are a service provider and somebody is doing something we don't like on our systems, are we responsible for shutting those down versus if we have a court order to do it? Yeah. I, I think that's a, I think that's a huge bit is, we should not, in some ways, as an infrastructure provider, be the ones to decide what gets to stay. Um, but I'd also argue I'm also the person that says, you know, if I don't want to do business with a with with a company for, for any reason, but on the same token, when we choose a client, we want the client to fit a very specific mold, um, a buyer persona that we talk about. Well, for instance, I mean, I know like governmental works a lot harder for, you know, to, to bill and things like that. So if a government contract work comes to our way, there's a good chance we'll say no or something like that. Um, and that, that being said, you know, that's all right. <laughs> totally and, fine. And so um, I lead off by saying um, is what Amazon, is what Google, what Apple, is what they did wrong. And I may surprise people by saying no. It's not wrong. It's just private company to private company, realistically. Um, But did they jump the gun? Should they have involved some sort of legal action to make it, you know, a little bit more legit in in most people's mind? Who knows? Because I feel it's a little scary, but Amazon is painting themselves a little bit bad of a light for this. (laughs) I feel like they may have jumped the gun. I don't agree with, you know, the parlor stuff. I feel like, you know, not exactly a great site, especially doing research more and more. But, like... I mean, you can't really control your user base that much. So, 
is Parler specifically to blame? I mean, and these, these groups have been on Facebook pages for a long time. The, you know, what has Facebook done? There's a lot of questions. <laughs> and I think where the big issue um, is that they shut them down. They did not even give them a chance. And, and yes, okay, they, they existed since 2018. That's a bit of a surprise to me. Um, yeah, you've got that many people. And what, what, what was the December numbers? 2.3 million users? Yeah, 2.3. To fifteen and to fifteen in thirty days, mm-hmm. to just shut them down and not give them the opportunity to respond to this mass influx of service. And I, I think Apple tried a little bit. They gave them the twenty-four notice, but wouldn't matter. They got not, shut. Their services are down. Yeah, exactly. Some someone big, some bigger fish <laughs> took away more. Yeah, so. um, and and that's that's I think where some of this is it gets sketchy. Is mm-hmm. is it, it, and I will I will. Recap it as, these companies, they were well within their rights to do what they did. I'm not going to argue that. But my concern is, we have set a precedent that if you oppose big tech or political um, decision influences you, or whatever popular opinion, these companies will shut you down. You know, you kind of set it in, in a great light. Did they shoot? Did Amazon? Did AW with AWS? Did they shoot themselves in the foot by not approaching this rationally and just going with cancel culture? That's a real issue that I think we have that is outside the realm and scope of this podcast. But because they adopted the cancel culture approach to this, they shut down that business. They've affected their livelihood. There are businesses who did support. Um, right as we were kind of chatting and we hit the big red button, I mentioned. There's a satirical site that does largely appeal to conservatives, and they struggle with presence on Facebook because Facebook penalizes them. They constantly get moderated. Um, I do follow that site. Nothing they say is inherently racist or anything. Um, it's it's amusing. So, but but you know, I kind of mentioned they they are on par with a religious focused. Um, version of the onion and it's all satire but the onion never shows up as being fact checked because people just it's satire these guys probably one in every three posts is is showing that hey this has been fact checked somebody went out and fact check a satirical site is which that blows is that like, my mind is that like weird al not getting any sort of legal battles in terms of parody law but people who are doing exactly what weird al is doing get in huge battles with parody law that is actually great just because because people know because people know but you would think that hey you've made this so on parlor i know they said they had 1.2 million followers on parlor and they're a satire right so in their head they said we actually are hitting our buyer persona our our target demographics their engagement was higher than it was even on facebook and they had to fight less with Mm -hmm. making things seem apparent or, or, you know, with making themselves known. Um, they, didn't, they, they actually had a good user base. That user base is now gone, completely gone because it's shut down. So now all of these supporting companies and marketing dollars and everything just completely lost. Yeah. So, I, again, though, taking out a lot of the politics from this conversation, if, if you discuss the fact that Amazon made such a quick, um, you know, cancel to that, they're affecting so many things that um, they probably didn't even realize or, you know, don't care about, rather, uh, just through other companies, like you're saying. So now Babylon B doesn't have 
nearly as many followers because of <laughs> because of a quick decision that Amazon made real real fast and and indirect of the provi- like mm-hmm. we're not talking you know Facebook could cancel and you mentioned the name of the organization the Babylon Bee mm-hmm. they 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 could get kicked out of Facebook and that's their fight they're they're embroiled in legal battles right now constantly with mm-hmm. Facebook to try to get along the fact that they're a satire and that's not really our concern here like mm-hmm. that's that's between them but they found a platform that um they could be a part of and fit their buyer persona and that, so that, be that ecosystem of, that may not even be because of a religious or a political nature that might just be physically hey we're free speech this is satire those two match so well here yeah and parlor's been talking about free speech the entire time so and and i don't know are there 15 million racists on this site probably not but are there 15 million people who are fed up with mainstream media? Yeah. So who's, who is responsible for moderating that? I don't think Amazon is. And I, I think we're, we're tying into this idea that while within their right, Amazon adopted the cancel culture to just nix them mm-hmm. and by doing so have set a precedent. I think it's interesting because this, I feel like this conversation has been around for so long. Whether or not social media should have any sort of any sort of influence, or at least you know a say in censorship and whatnot, but this parlor is, is like the perfect case study for this. I mean, it is. <laughs> I mean, the huge amount of growth they've had, the quickness of the cancel, like everything is just lining up perfectly with making such an interesting research topic. <laughs> like, so much to do with their <laughs> thesis on this. <laughs> You're gonna go back for your doctorate so you can do a thesis on it. <laughs> Uh, It's even crazier, though, because you get to a cybersecurity standpoint. Um, One of the uh, people who ended their services was the people, um, Twilio, who managed their two-factor authentication. And before they even got taken down by AWS, this Twilio had left, and their services wouldn't uh, work anymore because people couldn't log in with uh, two-factor authentication. That service was down. So there there alone, (laughs) that's just, like, kind of crazy. And then... A researcher was able to scrape eighty terabytes of their yeah, public parlor posts. I did. I did see that. Yeah, um, it, it, that's that's terrible code. That, it's just related to poor coding and, and poor security in general. But so. but uh, how many websites are out there that exist that have awful coding? A lot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Amazon's not shutting them down for that. That's exactly Amazon no. did not shut them down for this. They mm-hmm. Amazon independently labeled them a host for terrorist content yeah. and shut them down. Um, and I, again, I, 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 I'm passing on politics because I really don't care. Our, our job as a tech provider is to, to help our clients and sell them on technical solutions. And we have largely been a cloud supporter knowing that there are, are limitations and that there's some scariness there. Mm-hmm. This is a major setback for helping our clients adopt the cloud because what we've said is if you if if there is something that a, a big tech and it's that collaboration that corroboration between the major giants that just says we don't like this you're gone that's scary and it's not like they could really go to smaller fish if you have 15 million users you're going to need some serious back end stuff so absolutely that, it's it's really hard to say you can go somewhere else when Oracle and Microsoft and Google uh, and Amazon. You know, it's ones. millions of dollars to create a data center. Mm-hmm. It's uh, you know just to just to build one. 
in probably a three-year process. And have it be reliable. And, and then um, build out the server infrastructure. You need probably a team of 20 around the clock. Mm-hmm. And, and the idea and the, um, the notion is that you pay AWS a premium, uh, and they do that for you, and you just get a segment of that cloud. It's a, it's a beautiful arrangement. You do pay more, but the idea is you have the ability to scale and you have the ability to get 24-7 support whenever you need it. Um, it's, it's, it's a great, great resource. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so now we sit here going, okay, but if, if somebody doesn't like this, how do I make sure that my stuff doesn't go down? And that's a... That's uh, <laughs> this isn't a new conversation though. This and this and, this, and just... this this conversation will come back up and, oh, yeah. and I I am distancing myself from the cause because I think there's a bigger conversation here and and the act of some people of which I do condemn. I don't think it takes anything anybody else to realize like that was unacceptable. Oh, yeah. Um, but. I'm not sure that I feel that this this uh, idea of just canceling the platform and then everybody agreeing to cancel services with them that that feels more politically charged and that concerns me as somebody who sells services. Mm-hmm. Well, like so, DigitalOcean is a smaller um, hosting provider. Um, if Amazon Web Services puts this company basically on a blacklist and now they're going to other places trying to find a place to host, and DigitalOcean's like, well. I don't know. If Amazon didn't trust you, then I don't think I'm going to. Or Amazon even maybe puts pressure on them or something. That's just not not cool. Nope. <laughs> I'm, I'm a little afraid of that type of thing. That's monopoly. But also, should you put laws in place? Like, I, I mean, do you want the government to control that? That's a whole conversation in itself as in, well. So, In AWS, we consider that an infrastructure service, uh, about on par with your internet service provider. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that there aren't reasons that AWS shouldn't shut people down. Um, I feel like, though, as an infrastructure provider, you should be stricter about those policies that says we need a court order. Mm-hmm. You know, um, we need something that says we need to do this because there's a danger here. And and we can we can argue, oh, there's people describing violence, but I've been on the internet. Uh, I've typed in Reddit before. There's a lot of angry people on there. We're not shutting down Reddit. A lot of these people came from Facebook pages that were were there already. So, you know, Facebook's been pretty lax about things. They shut down people sometimes, but certainly not as a whole whole entire website at the time. So what does that mean for us? You know, like we're small, we're, we're small fish, right? Mm -hmm. So what does that mean for us? It, It, it just destroys this concept of the cloud. Yeah, a little worried about that. People are going to start really not enjoying the cloud thought, which admittedly is a great idea. Cloud's awesome. I mean, the the fact that we have so many options for the cloud as well, like, I mean, there is Oracle, there is Azure, there is Google, there is Amazon Web Services. That's pretty sweet to have, you know, hey, I'm going to grow my, my um, little app that I made in 2018 that has, you know, 200,000 people on it to 15 million, you know. That's pretty sweet I'm able to actually do that, but... At what cost? Who knows? So, very fascinating, I think. Um, and I don't have an answer to it. I, I, I think I think the answer to it is we're going to see how this plays out. Um, 
I have concerns, I guess. Um, I do wonder if a lot of companies, this scares them, and if they start offloading their AWS workloads. I mean, there's a significant investment there, but does this financially hurt Amazon because there's now a fear of being shut down? Yeah, I don't, I don't think that'll be too bad. I don't think many people are going to see that and be upset um, the way we are because admittedly people are probably a little bit more like, oh, yeah, parlor, screw it, whatever. But, yeah, it, it's the idea that... This could be anybody. This could be anybody, yeah. That, that's and, the and problem. Yeah. I, I, we're not here to mm-hmm. condone anything. This is This is purely a business practice which says AWS is an infrastructure service. This feels like an overstep, even though it's within their right to do so. This feels like something they need to better define. Uh, because if I'm going to do business with AWS in the future, I want to know what those terms are. Because this was just immediately their account shut down. Yeah. That that was, that blew my mind. Mm-hmm. So, well, I think, that's, I think that's pretty much it. I think we survived um, episode one uh of of our of our podcast um i'm I'm excited um for this new season and um, this is a heck of a way to to kind of start it love to know what everybody else is thinking um engage with us any way you you possibly can uh admittedly on facebook not on parlor um but uh you can you can check us out at lighthouse sol.com slash podcast uh you can check us out uh on facebook you can check us out on Spotify. You can't really comment there, but we'd love to know what you're thinking. What, what's your opinions? Um, I know the EFF has pretty well come out and said this is dangerous as well, um, and and we need to make sure that we are forcing companies to think through so uh, what it means when they do stuff like this. Um, they they can't just impulsively react. They they should be held to a standard that says you need to be consistent. And politically, if pol- if politics were different, would big tech have done the same thing? You know, if this was so, it's a it's an interesting interesting read. Um, I'll, I'll I'll have that included in the podcast notes because I, I think it's a it's a great read and asks tremendous bunch of questions. So, um, love to love to hear from anybody um, what your thoughts are and yeah. Happy 2021, right? Starting out strong. <laughs> Starting out strong. Glad I... Uh, World's on fire. <laughs> glad I uh, jinxed it and said, oh, I hope uh, for a boring 2021. Right off the, the first week, I have something pretty crazy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I think with that, um, I think we say goodbye. Uh, and uh, we'll catch everybody here in a couple weeks for the next Lighthouse IT Solutions podcast.